Young, back to throw. In trouble, he's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs, gets away again, goes to the 40, gets away again, to the 35, cuts back at the 30, to the 20, the 50, the 10. He dies, touchdown, 49ers. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Zane Nackby with Al Sacco and the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. And Al, we've got another great show today, another great guest lineup today. We do, and we're talking about what is, to me, the most um, compelling position group battle on the team, and that's tight end. To me, you have five guys that can legitimately, you can legitimately say now that that they can play meaningful snaps for the 49ers. It's going to be the position group to watch just because it can go in so many ways. And we are lucky enough today to be able to talk to one of those participants. And let's bring him on right now. Without further ado, here's Cole Hikatini. Safety valve for the Louisville offense. Our guest led the team in receptions and receiving touchdowns in 2016, finishing off a stellar senior season that earned him second team all ACC honors. He was a priority for the 49ers to sign as a free agent after the draft. And I know that fans are very excited about him being here. Welcome to the show, Cole Hikatini. Cole, thanks for the time. Thank you guys for having me. All right, Cole, so in doing research on you, I found it amazing how far you've come as a football player in such a short time. To give the fans a little background, if they don't already know, you played one year of high school football, started your collegiate career at Sacramento State, transferred to City College of San Francisco, and then finally ended up at Louisville. What made you take up the game so late in high school, and was it a situation where you constantly had to keep proving yourself every step of the way? Most definitely. Um, It kind of started, I mean, I grew up playing soccer my whole life. I had an injury that kind of prevented me from going down that path. And the next uh, thing I found, next love I found was football, really. Something I could keep competing in. Um, So I I got hurt my sophomore year, missed my junior year, played my senior year. um, And got an offer from Sac State, played there for a year. or I redshirted and then played, um, ended up trying to just compete at a higher level really was the main reason why I left. And I went to uh, San Francisco city for six months, um, city college, the best junior college in the country. Um, <laughs> and then uh, got an offer to Louisville. And from there on out, I just had to keep working, keep proving everyone wrong. Um, I still think I have to do that. So I'm here now, blessed to be here. So. Hey, Cole Zane here. Um, you suffered a knee injury in the, uh, in the Citrus Bowl, and that kind of limited what you could do as far as workouts for teams leading up to the draft. Do you think the fact that you weren't at 100% kind of hurt you during that process, and do you have any kind of chip on your shoulder because of that? Yeah, most definitely. Um, <clears throat> I felt like I had a really good year, um, proved myself, and then I ended up getting hurt. Uh, kept me out of the Senior Bowl, which was a huge disadvantage. Kept me out of running at the Combine. Um, and kind of put a damper on my, uh, my combine training. So, uh, I got a slow start, real late start to it. I had about two and a half, three weeks to train really when my knee was healthy, um, or as healthy as it needed to be to train. Um, and I think my 40 time kind of hurt me in the long run, but, uh, I mean, this is a great opportunity here and I just got to prove everyone wrong once again. So I definitely think it put a chip on my shoulder. Um, or just made the chip a lot bigger. And like I mentioned earlier, it was definitely um, well known that you were priority for the 49ers. And I know that they were very aggressive in, in pursuing you. I heard that they had called you 
five or six times or something like that. I don't know if that's the exact number, but um, what were those conversations like and when did they begin? Did they be, were, was it before the draft, during the draft? When, when did you start talking to the Niners? Um, they were in contact, I think, with my agent throughout the draft, uh, but I got phone calls, a bunch of phone calls right after the draft was over. Um, I took a visit to San Francisco before the, uh, before the draft and I met with Coach Embry, Coach Shanahan, with Mr. Lynch. Um, so I had a good little rapport with them built up. And then um, the calls with Coach Embry, he just pretty much convinced me that he could help me become one of the best tight ends in the NFL. And this is a great opportunity here in San Francisco. And, I mean, I was sold. So hometown, <clears throat> hometown team, not a bad uh, gig got going. Yeah, absolutely, Cole. And how how does it feel to kind of play for the hometown team? How how does that how is that how do you feel waking up in the morning knowing that you are playing for the San Francisco 49ers? It's pretty surreal. Um because all my friends, family, I mean, everyone's 49ers fans, and it's just like it's weird that now I get to wear the golden red um and represent San Francisco and my buddies all back home have jerseys. It's cool. I mean it's definitely a dream come true. That's really cool. I mean, on game days, though, you got to come up with the tickets, right? You have all these people calling you and everything. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it must be. Uh... And I think we only get like two tickets, too, per game. So it should be interesting trying to uh, figure out that situation. You got to space <laughs> it out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Cole, we were actually talking on our last show about how excited fans are about some of the new players coming in, especially you, and what you can bring to this tight end position. Uh, are you kind of aware of all of the good press that you've gotten and the fan response as well, or do you sort of tune that stuff out? I try to tune that stuff out. Um, the highs are never too high and the lows are never too low. So I kind of try to keep a level head um, and just work. Uh, don't really get caught up with uh, social media, what people are saying about you, because one day you're going to be the hero and the next day you're the villain. So I just try to worry about what, <clears throat> what, uh, matters most the game working hard and let the rest handle itself in this tight end position there's such a great competition going on with yourself and the other guys there and and there's so many of you that really have a chance to to play meaningful snaps this year i know it's early but what's that competition been like for you so far and do you think it's raising the level of play for all of you yeah most definitely i think we all push each other um in different aspects we all bring different tools to the game that we're good at um but, I mean, it's a great room. Everyone's looking out for each other. Everyone's trying to push each other to be the best. Even though we all know we have to make the squad, um, I mean, it's all, like, good competition. There's no uh, hard feelings. It's, I mean, it's a business. We all know it's a business, but we all want to be the best. So, um, it's fun. I mean, the vets teach us stuff. Sometimes we can teach the vets stuff. I mean, it's just, it's, it's great stuff. And like Al alluded to, it's definitely a really exciting new group of tight ends that the 49ers have brought in with yourself, fellow rookie George Kittle, and free agent Logan Paulson. Have you guys kind of bonded being the kind of the new kids on the block, the new guys in town? Have you guys kind of gotten close because of that? Um, yeah, I mean, me and Logan, I mean, sorry, me and George are roommates. So me and George are real close. Um, we are roommates in the hotel and we would study plays at night. Um, but I mean, as a whole, the whole group is really close. Uh, we're all good buddies. I mean, everyone tries to help everyone out. The vets try to help the rookies out. Um, Logan knows the playbook pretty well, and he always is pretty technical with stuff. So he gives us little insider tips that uh, you might not 
catch in the playbook that'll help you out on the field, which is good. Um, I mean, all the guys just show you like little things that they learned over the years of playing in the NFL. And you mentioned the the vets and um, what's it, what's it like kind of interacting with the incumbent veterans like Garrett Salick and Vance McDonald? How's, how's interacting with them been? Good. I mean, those guys have welcomed me and George in with open arms. Um, They've pushed us to get better, shown us little things out on the field or in the film room. Um, And then we just go as hard as we can. I mean, we keep each other honest and accountable. So, I mean, it's, it's a great environment we got going on as a team and in the tight end room. Cole, are there any tight ends throughout the years that you compare yourself to or, or maybe try to model your game after? Um, I don't know if I would compare myself to him because he's a great, but I try to model uh, Tony Gonzalez. Um, and he has like kind of same build as me. Um, and I mean, he just works his butt off. Uh, I, heard, I haven't heard anything but good things about him. Coach Embers coached him. Um, in Kansas City and said he was probably the hardest working guy he's ever met. Um, the way he took notes, the way he practiced, uh, how he handled himself as a professional. Um, that's kind of a guy I think I would like to be like. And like you, he was, he was a local kid. He was a, he was a Cal. He went to Cal obviously and played two yeah. sports and he was super athletic and like yourself, you know, you're super athletic. So I think that's a pretty accurate comparison. Yeah. He's a, uh, hopefully, I mean, I don't know if I can compare myself to him quite yet. It might take a long career to do that, to be able to get in that ballpark. But I mean, you know, in, in college, you were really impressive and you caught a touchdown every 8.8 targets, which is a phenomenal number. What do you think you can bring to the 49ers as a red zone target? Uh, I think mismatch ability. Um, we try to expose that a lot in college, um, switching up formations to get different positions on you get a linebacker on you or a corner a smaller corner on you um i mean it's definitely a lot different in the nfl because linebackers are running like corners now but um it's definitely something that i think that uh i can expose in defenses um ability to go up and get the ball by pointing balls um yeah i mean i just i love to win so i'm super competitive and when i go out there i try to beat the man in front of me now, your head coach, Kyle Shanahan, is, is, if not the best play caller in the league, certainly one of them. And everyone's excited about what his offense can bring. But we've heard that it's a very complicated offense. When you first saw that playbook and it started getting into the playbook, was it difficult to pick up? Was it something you picked up quickly? Is it a work in progress? Um, I'd say, it, I mean, as a scheme-wise, it's pretty similar to how we ran it in Louisville. It's all concept-based. Um, but the terminology is what is always hard to pick up a new playbook just because you you have familiarities from your old offense where you have to relate certain things and not get them mixed up or the same name but a different formation. Um, so just ner- learning the nuances of stuff is definitely like something you have to work on or I have to work on. Um, but I think I'm p- picking it up pretty well. Um, I mean, it's our job, so that's what we have to do. Just something that is, is expected. So when you got to the call to join the 49ers, did you, and when you realized when you were going to play for Kyle Shanahan, did you kind of just pop in the Atlanta Falcons tape from last year and, and look at their tight ends and be like, you know, that's going to be me someday? I mean, I watched them. We had a bunch of kids from Georgia and Atlanta fans, so we watched the Falcons game a lot. And, yeah, their offense was just um, 
kind of like the Louisville's offense, just explosive, um, fast-paced, and just beating guys with knowing the defense better than them and executing what you have to do as fast as you can do it. So, I mean, yeah, I'm real excited for Coach Shanahan's offense, um, and I think we're going to do some great things this year. And, Cole, the 49ers have a really underrated uh, but yet really solid history of tight ends. Russ Francis in the 80s, Brent Jones in the 90s, Vernon Davis in the 2000s. Do you kind of see yourself as a guy who can be the next in that lineage? I'm going to do everything in my power to do so. So um, I can't speak on something that hasn't happened yet, but, I mean, that's definitely my goal. And Brent Jones was actually, if uh, for those those of our listeners that don't know, Brent Jones was actually on, an undrafted free agent as well. So that that precedent is actually there, and it doesn't matter where really where you were drafted or, or picked up. It just matters what you produce. So there is there is that precedent for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was a zero star coming out of high school. Went to a small D one AA. Left. Ended up going to the top five team in the country and did what I did at Louisville. So I mean. It's just all what you do at the end of the day, how hard you work and what you can contribute. So just another chip on my shoulder being undrafted. Yeah, and Cole, you ranked um, actually second in the NCAA in, in a catch percentage with 76.9% um, the past few targets you, you caught, um, which is very impressive by any standard. Would you consider your hands the best asset or what, what's the most, what do you think is the best asset of your game? Yeah, I'd say my hands and my feet. Um, my ability to kind of have spatial awareness and get open and then being able to make the catch, I think are my uh, key things that I can bring to the table for this team. And Cole, what's been the biggest adjustment for you so far in the NFL? Uh, maybe something you weren't expecting or just something that's been much different than you thought it would be. Um, I don't know. I had pretty high expectations and they've, they've lived up to every single one. Um, the workouts are hard. I think the biggest thing that I've uh, come to learn is um, it's now not having school while playing football. I mean, you still have to study because you're studying plays now instead of home doing homework. Um, just the amount of time that you have to per- perfect your craft, um, It's I think that's where the guys that are great uh, become great is they do the things outside of the field, off the field, whatever they need to do to get ready for that weekend or that season. So, I mean, um, I'm just following by following the leaders on our team, seeing what the guys that have been there for 10 plus years are doing and trying to do what they're doing. So um, I think that's the biggest difference that I've noticed so far. Yeah. And we hear guys like yourself who come into the league and, and they say, they talk about the speed of the game and, and adjusting to that. Um, what are some of the guys that have kind of stood out to you, uh, whether they're defending you or working alongside you? Wh- who are some of the guys that have stood out to you so far? Um, I definitely say George Kittle. He's made some crazy plays in practice, um, and I get hyped for him. I mean, it's competition, but I mean, it's all love at the end of the day. Um, and then on defense, Eric Reed, uh, he's a beast. He's always at the ball. Um, who else? We got some uh, Rashad. Rashad, I mean, he's locking stuff down outside. He's doing great. I mean, we got some players all over the field. Bowman flies around. It's crazy just being a fan growing up and then playing against him now. It's kind of surreal. But 
I mean, he's flying around out there, looking fast, making plays. So, I mean, there's some there's dudes all over. So, awesome. That's awesome stuff. And you mentioned being a fan. And what's something that you want the 49ers fans to know about yourself? It may it could be football related or not football related. Man, um, like a interesting fact or what? Oh, any anything you want to say, man? Any anything you want to, you want 49ers fans to know about you? Dude, we're trying to get a Super Bowl this year. That's our goal. That's the team goal. Uh, that's the climate around the stadium. Um, I mean, I hope you guys keep being the best fans out there. Uh, we have a lot to prove to you guys this year, and we're going to do it. So, There we go. And, and we, um, we open up um, a question to fans every show. And, and the question, we actually had a couple people ask this. Uh, Zach Willoughby and um, someone at 904 Niners Nation on Twitter, they want to know what your personal goals are for 2017. What, what do you expect from yourself as a rookie in the league this year? I want to learn how to be a pro. Um, there's many aspects to that. Um, how to take care of your body, how to play, how to train, um, how to study, how to eat, diet. Um, they always talk to us, be a pro, be a pro. And um, I don't think a lot of people realize how much it takes to be a pro because it's everything you do on the field as well as everything you do off the field. Um, I think that's a big goal of mine. Um, have a great season as a team. Um, I mean, I love winning. I wanted to win in college. I couldn't win a national championship in college, so I'm trying to win a Super Bowl now. So um, I think those are my goals. If I would have, if I had to write them out right now, those would be my goals. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Cole, before we let you go, uh, we have a rapid fire segment that we do, and this is basically uh, for the fans to get to know you a little bit. We know about Cole Hukatini, the football player. We want to know a little bit about Cole, the person. So we're going to do some rapid fire. Just first thing that comes to your mind. Sound good? Perfect. All right, let's do it. What are some of your favorite movies? Ooh, Step Brothers. Um... The Marvel movies and another great one. I don't have to say that off the top of my head. Those ones right there. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Those are some of my favorites too. Did you see Spider Man yet? No, I haven't seen the new one yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of forward. uh I'm on the fence with the new Spider Man. I'm a I'm a the I like the old Spider Man's better. The the Tobey yeah. Maguire ones or the, or the other? I yeah, the, the Tobey Maguire. That's that's my Spider-Man. So Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man. I don't know about this new guy. <laughs> Lots to live up but, to. Lots to live up to. What yeah, about some of your favorite exactly. TV shows? Um, I used to watch Lost, um, yeah, Breaking Bad. One. Me too. That's my show. Uh, yep. Yeah, so those are two that I got heavily into. Um, I watched Newsroom for a little bit. But I don't know. I don't watch a lot of TV. All right. What about some of your favorite musical artists or groups? Um, I like John Party. I'm a big John Party fan. Um, I heard he's a Niners fan too, so that's good. Nice. Didn't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I listen to everything. So I like me. I like a little country, a little hip hop. I listen to whatever. Did you have a favorite team growing up in any sport? Like, what was kind of your main team? I think the Kings are growing up were my my team just because it was the hometown team. Grew up going to some Kings games. Was a big uh, Jason Williams fan growing oh. up in early 2000s when uh, we should have beat the Lakers. The Robert Ory <laughs> destroyed every childhood dream I had. 
<laughs> he destroyed them with the Spurs and with the Lakers. But I definitely said the Kings you, going up. What about your favorite athlete of all time? Man, that's a tough one. Um, or even just I'd somebody say, you like, liked a lot. I like. I mean, I I'm I'm a huge MJ fan. Um, just yeah. because my dad liked him, I think. So, um, I always get in the argument who's better, LeBron or MJ, and those are tough arguments to get into. But I'm definitely an MJ guy. Yeah, I mean, six and zero oh in the finals versus what's what's LeBron three and five? Is that what he is? And I know it's a team yeah. game, but yeah, I think you got to give Jordan the edge there. We could probably have a whole show about that, but. Um, I mean, they're both right. incredible players, but yeah, I'm an MJ guy. Yeah, yeah me, I, too. I, I, me too. I, I got to go. I got to go with you guys on that one. All right, what's one food you can't live without? Man, that's a rough one right there. Um, I'd say fried chicken. Nice. It's a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. That protein. All right, Cole. I, I say I'm not just saying this because you're on the phone, um, but I don't remember a time when 49ers fans have been more excited about two undrafted guys coming in as they are about yourself and Lorenzo Jerome. There really is a, a lot of excitement around you two, um, and everyone really thinks that that you can make an impact this year. And we're we're excited to see you. Um, we're all rooting for you, and thank you so much for the time today. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Cole. very much, Cole. And Cole, I'm going to say that you're going to make the 53, and I'm going to say that we're going to see you on Sundays, bud. Thank you. That's a plan. Yep. I mean, I got to believe it to make it happen. So thank you. Absolutely. Luck, Thanks for the time. Thanks again to Cole for coming on. Zane, once again, we, we have these, these young guys, these rookies coming on, and you could just tell the passion in his voice, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, he seems really fired up, really excited, and, and he is an intelligent, well-spoken guy. And Honestly, the more of those guys that you have on the team, the better your team will be. So I, I'm I'm fully believing in him. And as I said during the during our chat with him, he's he's going I think he's gonna make the fifty three. I, I really think it's gonna be too hard to leave him off that roster. And I think we're gonna see him on Sundays. This group is so wide open. We've said that a few times already. But when you look at it, there there's six guys that are competing. You're gonna have Vance McDonald, Logan Paulson, Garrett Selleck, George Kittle, Cole Hikatini, and Blake Bell. I don't mean to sell Bell short. I, I think he has a very slim chance of making the team. It's going to be tough for him. He hasn't done much yet. And to me, he, he's sort of way at the end. And so we're not going to spend much time on him other than maybe throwing a few numbers out there. Do you agree with that? Or, or am I off base here? No, I think, I think you're on point. I think that he, he was a, a converted quarterback who played tight end. And he had some moments last year and he had some, he had some pretty good plays, a couple of long catches, but I think that the learning curve, not only to learn a new position, but also learn a new position in a new offense, it might, it might be too much for him. Uh, He's a really athletic guy, but athleticism will only get you, get you so far. And I think the guys who have actually played tight end for, for most of their careers or their entire careers will probably pass him up. It's going to be tough for him. It is. And that's, that's not to say that he doesn't have a chance. He could come into camp and he, he can blow the doors off and do really well, but it's, it's an uphill battle, no doubt. Now the guy sort of on, on everyone's mind right now, and, and probably the one that no one, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Is he going to get traded? Is he going to get cut? Is he going to be the starting tight end? We don't know. And that's Vance McDonald. And he was drafted by the Niners in the second round. And he was drafted to be the replacement for Vernon Davis, essentially. And when you look at that draft, the Niners passed up guys like Travis Kelsey and Jordan Reed, who are complete studs, complete stars in the league. 
for McDonald and McDonald has come in and, and really underperformed. Yeah. He's had some flashes. He had some long catches last year, but for his career, four seasons, 64 catches, 866 yards, seven touchdowns. That's not a season. That's his career. That's what he's done. And per pro football focus. And, and actually, let me throw this out here before I keep going in here. I, all this, I, you know, is if you listen to the show, I give a lot of stats out and I get a lot of my stats from pro football focus. It's a wonderful website. And, and if you guys want to sign up for that to, to kind of look into some of these numbers that I get, go to 49erswebzone.com slash PFF and you could sign up to for pro football focus right there. So if you're interested in that, go for it. But getting back to McDonald, he has a 54% catch rate in his career. He has 64 catches on 118 targets. and Per pro football focus, he has a 15.8% drop rate, which is the worst among tight ends with at least 75 catchable targets since 2013. So he essentially has the worst hands out of any tight end in the league. And you can already tell that Shanahan and Lynch are lukewarm on him because they tried to trade him already. They tried to get rid of him um, at the draft and it didn't work out. So Zane, I ask you, what, what happens with Vance McDonald? What's your prediction with him? I think ultimately what they're going to try to do is uh, is they may try to flip him uh, for some assets in next year's draft, or um, maybe if they, well, there's there's several things they could do. First of all, they're they're going to try to trade him, which they are, they already tried. So I don't think that's gonna that's gonna happen now at this point, um, unless there's injuries that some other uh, some other team needs tight ends, Baltimore Ravens, or uh, they may cut him in training camp at some point, maybe early on, just because he's a veteran, just to kind of do him a favor to be able to find catch on with another team. Cause he's he is talented. Let's not let's not let that mm-hmm. oh no he is he is let's yeah. not lose sight of that, right? Like he's he's a talented he's a good guy. Blocker. He's a good yeah, blocker. Exactly. Yep. Yep. He's a really, really good run blocker. He's you know he's got a lot of athleticism. He's got speed. Like he he does create mismatches, but for this game he's just not a fit. And I think that he'll he'll again either be traded, cut, or um they may just keep him inactive during the season. And just make him a healthy scratch if they really feel like they they need him and can't get rid of him. But you kind of mentioned the the drop rate and and what what his statistics were through his entire career. And one other guy that that 49ers passed on in that draft was actually Luke Wilson, the, his fellow tight end from Rice, who had who ended up going to the Seahawks. And and before he oh, got that's a good hurt, point. Yeah. yeah, before before Jimmy Graham got in there, like Luke Wilson was putting up some big numbers with Russell Wilson. So, uh, it, really, this this pick it was a it was a gamble by Trent Baalke, and and it didn't work out. And I think that at this point, the Forty ers are really looking to move on, and that's as evidenced by drafting George Kittle and bringing in uh, Cole Hikatini. So I, I think that Vance McDonald will will his days with the Forty ers are numbered. I think that uh, the same goes for obviously Blake Bell, and I, you know what, I, I think the same goes for Garrett Selleck too. And Garrett Selleck's an interesting guy. He's he's one of those guys that's left over from the Harbaugh days. He was there for the last uh, the last championship game in Seattle um, out of the three championship games he went to, and he was he was like a crucial run blocker when they would have the running formations. They bring him in as a run blocker, and and he caught a few passes as well. But he was a really important piece to that Harbaugh offense. And he's kind of one of the holdovers that's that's kind of gotten through the the roster purge. So I think that given his uh, you know he's over thirty years old and and he's mostly a run blocker. Given given his skill set, it's a nice skill set to have, but I don't think it fits this offense. Going to disagree with you a little bit there. 
Um, and before I do, I, I just I wanted to rent McDonald's contract because that that's a hot button issue. That why did the Niners let a GM who had one foot out the door sign this guy to a new contract? Because if that contract is not there, McDonald's cut without any issues. But you have that money looming, and I know the 49ers can absorb it. And I know it's not much after this year, but I think it is. I think he makes 4.8 million this year. I'm not sure what the cap cap hit would be. I'd have to look that up, but. That contract makes things a little bit more um, difficult than they needed to be. But getting back to Selleck, I, I, I was I actually agreed with you a few weeks ago, and I think I tweeted something out about that. Um, but a few people brought to my attention that Shanahan had actually said that he was impressed with Selleck. And Selleck can play. Now, do I believe that he's going to be a prolific tight end? No. You look at his career, 56 catches, 678 yards. Six TDs, sixty-two percent catch rate. Just about. He hasn't been prolific at all, but I believe he has a very good chance to make the team. And and Zane and I will make our predictions for for the roster with with them at the end of the show. But Selleck's a guy who has really almost any of these guys could could, could end up starting. He, he he really could if he has a strong camp because because he is a good player. And I I don't want to knock him giving these numbers out on Selleck and McDonald. And I I understand the quarterback situation hasn't been the best. I, I really understand that, and it, and it's nobody's put up big numbers the past couple of years in the passing game, so it's not fair to knock them without bringing up the quarterback competition. But I do want to throw this out there. So Logan Paulson's a guy they brought in who used to play with um, Shanahan, brought in a one-year deal. So I'm going to throw this number out at you. From 2011 to 2014, a four-year stretch, Paulson had 77 catches, 791 yards, and five touchdowns. When you compare that to Vance McDonald in his career, a four-year stretch, the numbers we already gave, 64 catches, 866 yards, seven touchdowns. So Paulson's best four-year stretch isn't that far off from McDonald. So Paulson could be another guy for a year, as, the, as these young guys learn, could end up being the starting tight end. It, it, it could happen. Yeah, and it's, it's a really crowded group. And I feel like guys that can also contribute on special teams or or – um, contributing in in the run game as well. I think those guys are are most likely to make the team, and it's versatility that John Lynch was was going after this entire offseason. The guys that could do more than one thing, players that were kind of all around players and didn't necessarily just have one skill set, or if they did have one skill set, kind of be able to do it from different positions. So, I, I think that I think you're right. I think Logan Paulson obviously will will be a, a an adequate sort of um, solution. For the, for the time being for tight end given the given his familiarity with the offense but uh, i i still i still don't know on Salik. I, I i think i tweeted this out a couple of days ago and i stand by it i think that we're going to have a whole new tight end group uh, come come september come week one it's going to be in my opinion it's going to be logan paulson starting george kittle and Hulk, cole hicatini uh being the other two tight ends that they'll have active I really think there's so much talent that they brought in. If you if you just watch these guys play, like if he's he was just flying down the field. Same thing with George Kittle. These guys can they can run. George Kittle actually ran like a four five mid four five forty, which was it's faster than Vance McDonald. So he he definitely provides a matchup problem. There's no way that you're going to keep him off the team. And with Cole, like he catches everything that's near him. Like there's no way that you can keep guys like that off the team. And and my fear is that if any of those guys get put on the practice squad, they'll they'll poach the practice squad and and take them away from the 49ers. So I, I think you'll you're gonna just see a whole new tight end group because they're they realize that if they put any of these guys on the practice squad or or you know, more specifically uh Cole Higatini or George Hill on practice squad, that they'll be snapped up by other teams. So I think that they these three new guys make the fifty three roster. 
Before I, I comment on Kittle, I think you're absolutely right about Cole Hikatini. I think he, if they try to put him on the practice squad, I think somebody takes him. And that's why I agree with you that he's going to make the 53 because the Niners wanted him. They were aggressive in getting him. And I don't think they're going to let him go. If, if he comes in and has the camp that we expect him to, he's someone that they're going to want to keep around, similar to how we feel about Lorenzo Jerome. We feel he's going to have a strong camp and the Niners aren't going to want to lose him. So these some of these veterans who are in the last years of their deals or with the old regime are, are going to lose out because they want to keep these young guys. And Cole's a guy, and it was amazing. I didn't realize till I started re- doing research for the interview that he hasn't really played football that long. Really hasn't. I mean, this guy's still growing. And when you look at what he did at Louisville, his junior and senior year, his junior year, 19 catches, 348 yards, and three touchdowns. Last year, 50 catches, 668 yards, and eight touchdowns. He had a great year last year. Like you said, a, a touchdown every 8.8 targets um, for his like career, he, 69 catches. He goal. led the team. Yeah, he, he, led the, he led Louisville in receiving last year. A lot of people don't know yeah, that. He actually it, led the team in receiving. He, he, he was a weapon. He, he was a great safety net for them. And he he's growing. He's growing as a player. He's only he's only going to get better. And I, I know he's mainly in receiving tight end, but somebody like that can be a matchup nightmare in the red zone for people. And and he can come in and make an impact. He may not play a large percentage of, of snaps this year, but he can come in and in red zone plays and and be great. And so you have him with a touchdown every eight every eight point eight targets. And you look at George Kittle. Kittle's numbers don't jump out in college because the offense he played in. But obviously he was a guy the 49ers went after and wanted, and he has as good a chance to start as anybody. And his college numbers, um, again, not overly impressive in his career, 48 catches, 737 yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, his senior year, only only 22 catches. His junior year, only 20. But they just they didn't, they didn't throw to him that much. Um, but he did have almost a 70% um, catch rate, so he was catching the targets that he was getting. And he had a touchdown every 6.1 targets in his career. So he only had about 62 targets in his career, in his whole college career. And he scored 10 touchdowns off of that. So you have two of these rookie tight ends coming in who are huge red zone threats. They combined for 21 touchdowns in college on only what was, I'll do the math in my head, I think it was 154 targets between the two of them. So that's a lot of touchdowns, and that's something the Niners haven't had and they need. Yeah, I think, and if you look at their skill stretcher and and Cole kind of plays, he's 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 more of a red zone threat, and and to have guys with different skill sets at the same position is so huge. Like, look what look at what the 49ers did when Vernon Davis and Delaney Walker were both on the team at the same time. Granted that they were both fast, Vernon Davis at that time was more was more physical. And he was more of an imposing kind of run blocker. And Delaney Walker was a speed guy. And the tight end position was never really the same until uh, since Delaney left. And they tried to replace him with Vance McDonald, and it just it just didn't work out. But it, when you have guys with with skill sets that that ne- don't necessarily match at the same position, it gives you more of uh, an ability to create mismatches for your offense. And I can bet you that Kyle Shanahan is just just dreaming of the day to get both of these guys like Kittle and Hikatini on the field at the same time and just in two tight end sets and see what they can do. I don't think anybody ever really gave Walker the credit for how good he was. I don't even think I understood how good he was when he was with the Niners because their offense, you know, Vernon Davis was the main tight end and, and their offense was never overly pass heavy. So I don't think we really got to see what he can do. And we're seeing it now in Tennessee. He was He's a tremendous player. I, I understand what the Niners were doing. They had Vernon Davis signed up, and, and nobody knew Davis was going to kind of have that fall off like he did. But, man, he, he would be great to still have around. He's a great player. 
Yeah, agreed. I I was a big Delaney Walker fan when he was uh, when he first came to the 49ers. He was actually, I believe, he was a wide receiver first, and then he kind of bulked up a little bit, went to tight end, and uh, he was actually one. He was fast enough to be one of the primary kick returners at one point in his in his earlier years with the 49ers. But uh, he was he was an all around player. He contributed on special teams. He returned kicks. He was part of the part of the offense in terms of catching passes. And and like you said, like he's been great in Tennessee. He just really didn't have a chance to flourish here with the 49ers. Yeah, he it would have been nice to see him stick around, but you know that stuff happens, especially with free agency. It's it, it's tough to keep those guys. All right, Zane, you, you gave your prediction. Now you think you think Kittle, Hikatini, and Paulson are the three tight ends, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, I'm gonna say that they keep four, and I'm gonna say that that Selleck, um will make the roster as well. I believe that four tight ends will make it in in Selleck will sneak in there. I think Bell gets cut. And I do think they work something out for Vance McDonald. It may be one of those things where it's at the end of camp or right before the season starts, but I think they can ship him off somewhere. Um, they may have to eat money, which they certainly can this year, but I think they'll work something out for him. Maybe a team like the, like you said, the Ravens, who, who could use the help. But I believe those four guys will make the team. And I don't know that Paulson and Selleck will be on the team past this year because I, I do believe that Kittle and Hikatini are, are going to be good players. And my prediction is that those two guys are the main tight ends in 2018, George Kittle and Cole Hikatini. Yeah, I think so too. I think that they realize that the future is now. And and the, the best thing, I think the best thing about this is that they actually get to play in a pass-heavy offense. So we can, right away, we're going to see what these guys have. It's not like, oh, uh, well... I mean, as good as Jim Harbaugh's offense was, you couldn't really tell anything from the passing game because they never they never threw it enough. So you'll really get a good gauge as to how far these guys have come along and and what their strengths are and how good they are for, uh, in terms of fit for the offense because the 49ers are going to be throwing it so darn much uh, under Kyle Shanahan. So I, I really think that when they, they drafted George Kittle and picked up Cole Hikatini that they had a specific sort of, place in the scheme in mind for them it wasn't just like a, hey that guy looks that look guy looks really fast let's pick him up it was no this guy's gonna fit our scheme in in this way and they went out and got them and i and i love the fact that they were really aggressive with um with both of these guys with cole and and uh kittle signing up signing cole i, I believe the story was that that they were on the phone with him uh, 10 minutes after the draft ended and they and they had signed him and locked him up right away so i i love the fact that they wanted their guy and they got him. And you had actually mocked Cole Higatini to the 49ers, didn't you? He I was did. in the mock draft. I did. Right? He was in my mock draft. Yep. Yep. Yes, he was. I think I had him in the fifth or sixth round. I had the Niners taking him. Yeah. So, so I, I think was, it was, was yeah, I think it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was fifth round because um, you, you had mentioned that 49ers went tight end in fifth round and it was George Kittle, but not Higatini. So, hey, I mean, that's great. We got both of them, right? Which is, which is awesome. Yeah. And you brought up a great point. They identified these guys. They identified Kittle. They identified Hikatini. They have a plan for them. This wasn't an arbitrary, like, oh, we kind of like this guy. Let's see what he can come in. They identified these two guys as coming in for tight ends and coming into a group that is not stable at all. So they obviously have plans for these guys. They obviously want to, want to groom them and, and see them become, you know, the, the number one and two tight ends on, on the team. And again, this is a rebuilding year. They want to win, but everybody knows this team is rebuilding. So if these two guys can play, they may end up seeing the lion's share of the snaps. I, I really do believe this competition can go any, any way. And even McDonald, who obviously we don't sound that high on, but he could win it. Garrett Sella could win it. There, Logan Paulson could win it. Who knows? This competition can go any way, and it's going to be a great one to watch in camp. 
Yeah, and the best thing, the best part about it is that it is a competition, and competition really, like, not to be too cliche, but the cream rises to the top, or iron sharpens iron, and insert your cliche here, but these guys are going to push each other to get better. And like Cole said in the, in, in our interview with them, he's, he mentioned that they push each other. And when George makes George Kittle makes a crazy uh, play, like he's, he, it fires Cole up and it fires the rest of the tight end group up and, and how um, he's talking about some of the veterans like Navarro Bowman and now Rashad Robinson coming and being a young guy, having such a big impact that motivates him. So having so much competition on the team motivates everybody to get better because nobody is comfortable and nobody feels like their spot is set so they have to go all out all the time and that usually produces results so you're gonna see a lot of guys that that are new faces that are gonna earn starting spots on this team and and some of them may be undrafted and you you may see some of these guys that were undrafted making making the 53 and what i say to the 49ers fans is that don't sleep on these guys man don't don't uh count these guys out guys like lorenzo jerome cole hicatini Guys like George Kittle, don't don't count them out because they've got some serious talent. And just because a guy was drafted low or wasn't drafted at all doesn't mean he can't be a star in this league. Just put in the tape and you'll see. Absolutely. And it, and it may not result in W's right away, but this season is going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun to see some of these guys develop. So, all right, Zane. Well, another one in the books. Uh, we want to thank Cole Hikatini for for joining us. It was a lot of fun to talk to him. Follow us on Twitter. Zane and I are very interactive on Twitter. We love talking to the fans. Um, we love going back and forth with the fans. We're not those, you know, writers or hosts who you tweet something at. We don't answer you. We try to answer everybody. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun to do that. So um, I'm I'm at Al Sacco 49. Zane is at Zane 49ers. Um, give us a follow. Give us a shout, and we'd love to have a conversation with you on Twitter. So um, until next time, uh, for Zane Nakfi, this is Al Sacco. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.